All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Securip of the AKW Group here in Akron. Also in Washington, Pennsylvania, he is the managing partner of that group, a wealth advisor, and with the Robert W. Barron Company, Private Wealth Management. He's been with them and working with them and now in the field for more than 30 years. And he's looking at helping you today on investment advice and how the Robert W. Baird Company and the AKW Group invest their clients' money in individually-owned stock portfolios in the marketplace today. If you have any questions during this half hour, call us at 330-673-1234 or toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, I guess last week investors seemed to be uh, singing that old song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. <laughs> That's for sure, Bob. Yeah, there was good performance uh, across the board. Um, large caps, mid caps, small caps, micro caps, uh, everything seemed to move forward last week. We saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, close up 321 points. Uh, by the way, it was the 125th birthday for the Dow Jones Industrial Average Index. Uh, so last week saw a 0.9% increase, and year to date, it's at 12.8%. Uh, the S&P 500 index was up 1.2% for the week, about 48 points. And year-to-date, we're sitting at 11.9%. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 2.1%. Good week for the NASDAQ, up 277 points. Uh, year-to-date, we're at 6.7% on the NASDAQ. And the Russell 2000, again, the measure of those uh, mid- and small-cap stocks, was up 2.4% for the week, Bob. Um, and year-to-date, we're at 14.9%. Um, from a sector perspective, uh, consumer discretionary led the way, and uh, also we saw uh, communication services be very strong. Information technology had a good week. Real estate had a good week. Um, conversely, you know, utilities uh, were, were the, really a, a negative sector. It was hard to find one. Uh, healthcare was off a little bit last week, and consumer staples was off a little bit. So uh, we've seen the bond uh, curve and the bond yields, uh, you know, kind of, Kind of fall here a little bit. We see the 10-year at 1.58%, uh, which is interesting because, again, remember just a few months ago we were watching those interest rates bump up against inflation concerns, but it seems like the bond market is believing the uh, rhetoric and the, you know, the narrative that the Federal Reserve is putting out that you know, this uh, inflationary spike is somewhat transitory. Uh, so, Bob, you know, we sit here and we continue to see these markets performing well off of a really good year last year, and I think investors are feeling pretty good. But, again, we know going into the summer months, uh, the market will probably get a little bit volatile, a little rocky at times, and you always got to be thinking uh, longer term, so thinking through the balance of this year and into 2022. 
Last week in the news, the president unveiled the, his first full-year budget, one of the biggest budgets since the end of World War II, spending about $6 trillion in just the next, next fiscal year. Now, how does the market react to that announcement, and do you see if that will impact investors going down the road? Bob, it will. Um, you know, I think the reality is they, they released it, you know, late in the week um, before the three-day holidays, so probably a damper. Uh, the market's reactions a little bit. Um, there was some, you know, rhetoric and news that was coming out, you know, pre the official announcement. I think what caught the mind of Wall Street is this um, capital gains increase maybe being retroactive um, to April 28th. I think that's part of the plan. Um, the top tax bracket bumping up to 39.6%. And again, if you add that 3.8% surcharge, we'd have the the top tax rate around 43.4 percent, um, up sharply uh, from where we're at currently. Uh, there'll probably be a lot of um, negotiation here, and again, this is aspirational. You have to keep in mind these aren't, you know, for sure things. They, the administration puts forward their their efforts and what they want, and then they have to kind of battle through both the House and the Senate to see if they can get things approved. And it seems like there'll be some compromise. Uh, a lot of people think that the capital gains rate will probably fall more in that 28% rate, which was the rate uh, that we saw from 1986 to 1997 uh, before it was dropped. So a lot to, lot to take in, in here, Bob, but I think overall the market will it, it will have an impact, especially if we're talking about a rise in taxes over the course of the year. Now, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, told the House uh, last week that this budget proposal was responsible fiscally because the real net interest rate burden is negative. Uh, do you see that as a, as a, like a rationalization of the budget, or do you see any problems with that, that uh, thinking? Well, it is. I mean, Janet Yellen is supposed to, by, by her position, support the aspirations of, of the administration. Um, and again, that, that thought of, um, you know, the real interest rate, what she's really talking about there is that if you look at the yield on Treasury securities of 1.6, and then you take the, the fact that inflation is running higher, uh, that the real rate of borrowing right now is, is somewhat minus, negative. Uh, that, that there's a little bit of flaw in that thinking, Bob, as we know, because rates can go higher. So, uh, and, and the debt burden can become quite significant, especially for future generations if interest rates don't stay at these ultra-low levels. So, uh, using today's low interest rates to justify, you know, increased borrowing, I think is a little bit flawed and a little bit uh, maybe maybe not as responsible as she says it is. But again, it just shows the way uh, politics work and the government works. You know, everybody tries to get on board, and again, there'll be a lot of compromise here before uh, anything is put into you know final form. Now, the housing market is really has gone insane. Uh, the median existing home price in April for all housing types up over nineteen percent to $361,000 across the country. The median new home sale price, 20% up to $372,000 plus. Well, as an investor, how do you look at the housing market? Well, Bob, we pay attention to the housing market. It's a big industry, and obviously there's a lot of companies that we follow that play into that, to that uh, industry. Um, home sales are on fire. It, it's unbelievable. Zillow reported that half of all homes now sell in less than a week. Uh, more than three-quarters, 75% of the homes uh, sell within a month. Uh, the amount of people that are, you know, paying top dollar for the homes, um, you know, waiving inspections, paying all cash, um, offering way above the uh, offering prices, it's something we've never really seen in history. 
uh, you know, buying is, is difficult. Selling is wonderful. If you're a seller, you're happy. Uh, you know, the prices you can get are unbelievable right now. But uh, it seems like, you know, some people are looking at the new home market. Again, it's one way to avoid making the concessions and getting into bidding wars. But uh, with the increase in lumber prices, that's a very difficult proposition, too. So uh, for us, you know, the way we invest, uh, you know, again, uh, things like Home Depot, which we own, have played very well uh, into, you know, this trend. Uh, it's something that is uh, definitely happening, and we'll have to pay attention to it, you know, as the year goes on. Uh, and on the reverse side, one of the positives, if you're renting, uh, rents have become cheaper. Uh, so, the, you know, a lot of people don't find rent as preferable, and, you know, so there are some pretty good rents out there in different parts of the country. And, you know, maybe staying in a rental situation, even though it may not be the long-term goal, uh, makes some fiscal sense uh, maybe in the short run. Once again, talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group. He's a managing partner. We're talking about stocks and investing here in 2021 and spring and soon-to-be summer of this uh, interesting year. Uh, now, last week, Walt, we talked about uh, speculative excesses. Cryptocurrency was one of the subjects we talked about and other major volatility moves and other kinds of stocks, prices dropping in some cases dramatically for no particular reason. Now, you offered four lessons from this crypto crash that investors should think about. I think you should repeat those four lessons again to us today. Yeah, sure, Bob. I think um, what I look for is bigger picture. You know, we're not in the the business of predicting. You know, I didn't speak about crypto, you know, a few weeks ago to say that it isn't, you know, a good long-term investment or it doesn't have potentially significant upside. I just worry about the excesses and the dangers uh, that people that get involved that don't understand what they're doing. So, I think as you walk away, number one, as an investor, the key thing is you have to stay in something to survive. You know, to get the benefits of something, you have to be willing to stay invested in it. And I think a lot of people that are investing in these types of cryptocurrencies or meme stocks or uh, SPACs or other speculative type of investments right now are not really approaching it for the long term. They're just trying to make a little bit of money and get out. And that's a very dangerous way to invest. Uh, the other thing about the crypto markets is, you know, they're 24-7. Um, they're kind of the 7-Eleven of investments. Uh, you know, my markets close uh, every day, and, uh, you know, there's aftermarket trading, but not as much, and it gives a chance for investors to reset, to think. you get the weekends where you can, you know, kind of get back to some long-term perspective. A lot of the trading in these cryptos happens in the wee hours of the night over the weekends. I mean, uh, the, the crypto market is also its own beast. Um, you know, it has it doesn't really respond to other asset classes. Um, you know, the stock market kind of has just snuffed off the, the recent drop in crypto. It really doesn't matter to the main markets, the bond market, the uh, stock market. And, and the last lesson I think really important, Bob, is just don't invest in something you don't understand. Um, I think this is a simple, you know, rule. Uh, it goes back to just being a, a prudent investor. Uh, crypto is still very young and impressionable. Uh, you know, a tweet from Elon Musk should not move an entire market, you know, but it did. Um, and again, that's those are the types of dangers uh, investing in this type of assets. So again, for us, for our clients, for the way we manage money, uh, the type of money we manage, we call it important money, Bob. People have given their life energies a lot of times to attain it. Uh, they want to make a good return on it, but they also want to protect it. And, you know, we are as much wanting to make money as we also want to protect that money for our investors. So, I think those are the rules that I walk away thinking about the recent decline and volatility of cryptocurrency. Well, let's shift over now to Stock Talk with Walt Secure of the AKW Group. Your chance to talk to Walt and ask him about these particular stocks that you might have found interesting. Maybe you hold them, 
have held them for a long time, want to know if it's a good time to sell. Other may be looking at them, wondering if it's a good time to buy, or just curious about what, what the stock is, what they do, and what Walt thinks about that. So give us a call. 330-673-1234 is our number. And uh, outside of Akron, you can call us toll-free, including those listening in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania, 800 669 uh, Let's kick off by talking about NVIDIA. This is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio. They reported impressive earnings last week, a new high for the stock, closing at $649 plus a share. Now, we've talked about NVIDIA on this show many times, and I assume that you're kind of still bullish on NVIDIA after the report last week? Well, we are bullish. Uh, we like NVIDIA. We like it for the as an investor, again, in that three- to five-year time frame. Uh, the stock is priced at a very high level. I mean, it's, tr- it's priced very attractively, um, you know, reaching the new highs, as you said, pushing the $650 mark. Um, you know, but NVIDIA may fall from here a bit. It may get volatile. But, again, we want to be an owner of this company, as we have over the past few years. Again, they're a leading designer in graphic processing units. Uh, any type of visual experience on a computer platform uh, probably has NVIDIA behind it. Uh, when you take, think about high-end uh, PC gamers, when you think about data centers, when you think about uh, video editing, special effects, artificial intelligence, uh, NVIDIA is at the center of that. Uh, they're also really, they, they view the car as a supercomputer on wheels. They're making a lot of the high-end chips that are going into the, some high-tech cars that we're talking about. Um, and again, you know, we just see the, the long-term trends in NVIDIA uh, the power is there. Sales were up 84% for the last quarter. They did $5.6 billion over the last three months compared to last year of $3 billion. Earnings were up 103%. And you look back over the past four quarters, just impressive financial power. Uh, valuation, like we said, Bob, you pay for what you get with this company. It's, it's not on sale. I doubt it will go on sale, but uh, there'll be some volatility and some trading opportunities maybe to get in a little bit of lower price. But uh, since we own it and it's part of our core portfolio, we will continue to own the stock as we go forward. Well, tell us now about, about your sell discipline. Now, some would say, man, when the stock is hitting that kind of record levels, wouldn't it make sense to, to sell NVIDIA and uh, basically take the money and run? Well, Bob, you know, that's, uh, I think, one of the mistakes investors make. You know, it's easy to sell a stock that goes up. It's hard to hold a stock sometimes that shows this kind of growth and financial power, but I know in my lifetime in doing this, Bob, it's probably been, you know, 10 stocks that have really made a difference uh, for, for the long-term returns for, for clients. You don't need a ton. Uh, if you find one like this that's extremely powerful, you know, you, you let it grow, you let it build, um, you, you use some judgment into your risk-return parameters. But, uh, you know, selling too early sometimes is the biggest mistake that people can make. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secure about stocks and stock talk. You're invited to call us here on WNIR.com at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Let's talk about Costco. That's a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio. And they also reported last week with their growth remaining strong. But um, some kind of comparisons here are becoming harder and harder with these retailers. There, Bob. Again, this is a company, as we talk about, they become a victim of their own success. Um, Everybody thought after the pandemic they would show some slowdown, but again, they continue to put up strong quarters, uh, $45 billion over $37 billion and 21% revenue increase, uh, 20% earnings increase for this last quarter. Uh, we see strength uh, in, many, in many areas of Costco. Again, uh, there are no frills uh, membership and uh, the, the square footage of these stores, the 
uh, way clients, uh, you know, people that go there just to repeat visits. Uh, also, their Costco logistics um, showed some real growth and opportunity. This is a business that they bought a few years back. Um, 70% of their big orders now are processed through their logistics area. And this opens the door for Costco to expand to some other big-ticket items so that they can keep in warehouses and uh, they don't have to bring into the square footage of the stores and they can deliver directly to uh, their, their customers. So, again, Costco is a very powerful retailer. Again, priced pretty attractively here, Bob, but another one that when we think as an investor, when we think out over that longer three- to five-year haul, um, I think we still want to be a, a owner of Costco in our core equity strategy. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secura here on Stock Talk on WNR's Advice Line. You're on. Go ahead, please. Yeah, uh, just had a question here. Would you trade Apple for NVIDIA? Uh, that's a good question. I, I own them both. So, I, you know, <laughs> my, my hedge is you own them both. But uh, I, I don't know if I would trade NVIDIA for, for Apple. I think right now NVIDIA has some real financial power. If I was ranking them, um, I think I would rank uh, NVIDIA a little bit above Apple at the current time. All right. I appreciate that comment. I, I, was, I have it in my IRA, but I thought I would trade Apple for NVIDIA. Yeah, I think I think really if you look at the uh, the you know semiconductor area and the markets that Nvidia really serves, I, I think there's just a lot of growth still ahead of this company. Again, it's it's priced a little bit for perfection. If if you're thinking about that over the next six months or twelve months, maybe Apple's a little bit better play. But I think in the long haul, uh, Nvidia is still our our preferable stock at this moment. Thank you. All right, thanks for calling. 330-673-1234. Talk to Walt Security here on Stock Talk as he uh, will tell you about the things that you questions you have and give you some good advice from the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. Another retailer that reported was Best Buy. Uh, they had a good first quarter, but as you just mentioned, they are facing a lot of competition. What are your thoughts about Best Buy? Uh, Best Buy, you know, has killed it, Bob, this last year, and I think the demand for consumer products and the stay-at-home, you know, created a, a very good trade for Best Buy. You know, people needed, uh, you know, products to work from home, and Best Buy was a frequently visit retailer. Uh, their omni-channel worked very well, too, where you could order and pick it up in front of the store and their pickup spots. So, uh, you know, again, did the right things, made the right strategic moves, uh, the competition is evolving. Uh, there's going to be a lot more competition in, in the electronic space and uh, some of the areas where Best Buy has uh, you know, performed. Again, in your core equity portfolio, we have a stock called Medtronic, which also reported last week, and they make uh, medical devices. Uh, tell us about Medtronic and why you own that stock and what future you see for that. Yeah, Medtronic is an interesting healthcare stock, Bob. It um, develops and manufactures a lot of therapeutic medical devices for chronic diseases. Um, they make things like pacemakers, defibrillators, heart valve stents, insulin pumps, spinal fixation devices, and, uh, neurovascular products, surgical tools. Uh, this company is, uh, you know, kind of got sidelined a little bit with COVID because a lot of the medical procedures that weren't being done. Uh, we figured we would see as, as you know everything kind of opens back up the return, and we did. This last quarter, uh, revenue were up 37%. They were back to 8.1 billion, over 5.9 billion the year prior. Uh, again, earnings is there. It seems like you know uh, they've returned to pre-pandemic levels. And uh, again, this is a company that has a, a really strong uh, economic moat. 
they're uh, very ingrained with the uh, surgeons and the medical uh, you know, uh, professionals that use these devices. Uh, the switching costs are very ha- hard to do. If you're a spinal doctor and you use these devices, you, you feel very comfortable with them. You get a lot of support from Medtronic as far as education and support, uh, understanding the products, and it's hard just to switch if you're having success in certain uh, surgical procedures. So uh, the company has a very strong, uh, you know, economic moat. And, again, uh, the company is starting to perform again, uh, looking back at the pre-pandemic levels. So we like Medtronic here as one of our healthcare holdings. Now, another stock that uh, we've been watching is Beyond Meat. There's the people that make the plant-based meat alternatives. They saw their stock go up about 38% last week. What happened to make that do that, and is that a stock worth considering? Well, part of it was Jim Cramer talked a little bit about it, uh, you know, the famous Jim Cramer on CNBC, and uh, also the Reddit crowd has been bouncing this one around. Obviously, Bob, we own it in our small mid-cap portfolio. Um, you know, the alternative plant-based meat provider here, uh, we, we see it, you know, with the economy reopening and people trying this. Remember, uh, this really came out and became very popular right before the pandemic. A lot of people haven't been able to get out and as traffic starts to get back out, I think the the interest and the appetite uh, for alternative uh, type of meat products like Beyond Meat would be a, a, an interesting uh, growth story here. So again, the the stock's done very well. Uh, last week we did see a huge, you know, thirty six percent increase in the stock uh, based on the interest from the Reddit crowd out there. Those are the people remember that pushed the GameStop and AMC and some of those other stocks higher. Uh, there's about a 20% short position in Beyond Me right now. Uh, that's not why we bought it, but again, we're we're getting a little bit of benefits from that. Uh, I think that really one of the stories I like about Beyond Meat is Ethan Brown, CEO Ethan Brown. If you get a chance, look him up. He's a missionary. He believes in this product, uh, uh, you know, and and he he really is a very uh, innovative and powerful business leader. Uh, one of my more favorite CEOs out there, and he's leading a very strong effort to Beyond Meat. Didn't McDonald's uh, sign a contract with them to provide the product for their alternate hamburger line? Yeah, they're going to use them. Again, they're they're not branding it under Beyond. That was one of the disappointments for Beyond. They're, uh, I think uh, they're using a different brand name inside the McDonald's franchise, but it'll be one of the providers to McDonald's. Uh, another uh, interesting thing that caught my eye last week, because I'm a movie buff, Amazon announced that they are buying MGM the uh, classic uh, movie studios that have been around since the beginning of uh, of motion pictures with all those great films over uh, almost 100 years of, of movie making and television making. Wh- what do you think about that? Why, why would a retailer doing so well in retail go ahead and buy a big entertainment company? Well, it just shows Amazon's reach. Remember Amazon Prime, the video uh, content is king, Bob. I think when you can pick up... Uh, you know, some type of asset that allows you to create content. Uh, Amazon Prime has original content. So I think the MGM Studios, it was an $8.4 billion acquisition, which was is a relatively reasonable acquisition compared to some of the media acquisitions that we've seen going on out there. So I think it's a good deal for Amazon, and it builds the war chest of opportunities uh, in, in that Prime Video offering. We also saw AT&T bought uh, uh, Warners and, I guess, all their all their entertainment properties. Uh, really, the shift we're seeing in this uh, entertainment world, whether it's broadcasting or making movies, uh, the traditional model of entertainment people running entertainment industry seems to be going away to have uh, more retailers coming in and running the industry. 
Yeah, bigger, bigger, stronger, uh, more cash flow. Uh, you know, again, content has changed, and uh, there's a lot of demand for content out there across the world. Now, are you investing yourself in any of these, uh, uh, you know, new companies that are going to be formed? Do you, I know you already have Disney, or you already have Amazon. What about uh, like AT and T? Is that going to sweeten their their stock? Well, um, no, AT and T for us, you know, that was kind of a departure. Uh, again, they're they're kind of remember they're uh, taking that they're they're selling that off. That was the assets off. Um, so for us, AT and T isn't something we're looking at at the current time, Bob. Once again, Walt Sakara and the AKW Group are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company nationwide, worldwide actually, who provide them assistance in private wealth management and advice, including uh, retirement plans, estate plan reviews, tax reviews, and more. We've been talking about some special retirement classes that uh, the AKW Group is going to offer this late summer and early fall. Two distinct offerings for both uh, pre-retirees in one class and another for those already in retirement. Now, how can somebody right now find out more about those and maybe also register to make sure they don't miss out? Yeah, Bob, so we're moving close to uh, getting these dates scheduled. We're looking at the Kent State University Hotel and Convention Center. Uh, if you haven't been down to downtown Kent in a while, it's a great place to visit. We're excited to have it down there. Some great places to eat down there and walk around uh, and check out the new Kent as they've uh, really refreshed and made the, uh, the at that city very very nice, uh, very close to the university. Again, I taught at Kent State University for a long long time, so anything at time I can do something around the university, uh, it's it's very exciting to me. It's been a big part of my uh, past and my background. But uh, these two courses, again, you can call in the office here and talk to Abby Talbot or Sue Schechter. Uh, ask them to get your name on a list. Uh, those dates are. Probably will be firmed up this week. Uh, we're looking at some other locations as well. Again, we're going to have two different classes, one for pre-retirees called Retirement Planning Today. Uh, anyone that's leading up to retirement uh, would find this class very helpful. And then we're also having a Rejuvenate Your Retirement class for uh, people that are in retirement that are more concerned about issues like uh, retirement income, how long the money will last, uh, things like health care planning and estate planning. Uh, so both classes will be appropriate for the audiences that we'll be in front of. And, you know, we're really excited about the content. And, uh, Bob, you know, I'm really excited to get back out and start teaching again. It was a big part of my life for a long time, and I, I think we got some great things to deliver. And you can call the AKW Group here in Akron at 234-466-7476 if you're interested in these two retirement classes coming up this late summer and fall, 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six. Get more information, and uh, like I said, the dates will be firmed up this week, and they will be held in uh, Kent. So two three four four six six seven four seven six to find out more about the AKW Group's retirement classes. Well, Memorial Day weekend, uh, it's going to be a lot better than last year. We seem to see the country uh, coming out of the lockdown. Uh, the case numbers are down. The inoculations are up. And uh, personally, you have been locked up for the last year, as most of us have been. And uh, you're going to be doing, uh, I guess, taking a little bit of break, but continuing to work in the coming week. Yeah, Bob, we're gonna, I'm going to head down to uh, Naples with my partner. We're going to go down and see all our clients down in Florida. So we're going to move ourselves up one coast and then over to the other coast, up and down. It'll be gone to, uh, for about 13 days total. And we're excited to go out and visit a lot of those uh, clients that we haven't seen in a while. I have been locked in this office for a little over a year. I've been a good citizen. I, I stayed away from the COVID and 
I think I've been in this office almost every single day. There's very few days I haven't been here. Uh, even on Sundays, Bob, as you know, we've been doing this show. I've been coming in the office every Sunday at 5 a.m. So it'll be nice to get to some warm weather, experience some sun, and see our clients. And uh, it's a beautiful part about the way we work today, Bob. If I have a computer, uh, a good Internet connection, and my cell phone, I can work from anywhere in the world. And uh, we'll continue to do these shows live for the next two Sundays, even though I'll be a little closer to the beach and uh, here in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> well, as long as we do the shows without the sound of the surf in the backgrounds, you don't make the rest of us <laughs> jealous, okay? Well, okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> so we have a, a short week next week because of the holiday tomorrow, but in the main, it's just the first week of June, getting into the last month of the, of the uh, second quarter of the year. What do you see coming up next week? Bob, you know, we'll see how the market reacts to this whole budget, you know, this uh, spending plan by, by the, you know, the administration. Again, we didn't get a reaction at the end of last week. That'll probably be the most interesting that we see when we get back to work on Tuesday. So once again, Walt Secure and the AKW Group would like to talk to you about investing your money in individually owned stock portfolios. Call them in Akron at 234-466-7476. They also have an office in Washington, Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh. Sue Marshall is there. Call her at 412 412- Four eight zero five zero nine zero. That's a two three four four six six seven four seven six locally for the AKW Group. Be sure to tell him you heard him on WNIR.com. Walt Secura, have a nice trip next week. We'll talk to you live from Florida next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed: Amazon.com symbol AMZN, Apple Inc. symbol AAPL. AT&T Inc., symbol T. Best Buy, symbol BBY. Beyond Meat Inc., symbol BYND. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. Home Depot Inc., symbol HD. Medtronic Inc., symbol MDT. And NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from AT&T Inc. in the past 12 months.